basically, people just aren't accepting that we have to live with pain in older age. In fact, we're pretty clear that the goal is to live without it as much as possible, rather than just accepting that we're rocker bound. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Well, Cindy, today's topic is a little unusual, off the beaten path of psychology and social justice, sort of. But actually, you'll see that it pertains to both of these areas. And for us, it's personal, too. True, truly. We're talking about science, aging, and mobility. Right. And the idea that we should all have the right to as much ability to take care of ourselves and run our own lives for as long as possible. Yeah. Unlike in previous generations, as people get older these days, they're not sitting around at home rocking on the front porch. People are working until much later ages. And even if they do retire, they want to continue traveling, biking, hiking, working out, and you can't blame them. Julie, I think it's time for a little background to where we're going with today's podcast. Okay, <laughs> let's start with the fun part. In 1973, when the movie The Six Million Dollar Man came out, it was an incredible work of science fiction. I really enjoyed that movie. Me too. So in the movie, an astronaut is critically injured in a crash while he was testing an experimental aircraft. So a government agency offers to pay $6 million to rebuild him with a new eye and arm and both of the legs he lost in the crash with limbs that include highly advanced technology that enhances the function of his limbs, making him faster and stronger than normal humans. If you have not seen this movie, you should find it. <laughs> because then in return for getting rebuilt, he becomes a secret agent for the agency that paid for the procedures and he uses his better-than-human abilities in that role. Then, a few years later, there was a TV series called The Bionic Woman that was a spin-off of The Six Million Dollar Man, in which his childhood love is almost killed in a skydiving accident, but, you guessed it, gets saved by the U.S. government using bionic parts to put her back together. She got two bionic legs, a bionic arm, and one very special artificial ear. She ends up using her superpowers to work as a special agent also, just like her boyfriend. How great is that? <laughs> it was the stuff of incredible mortality or immortality and fantasies and seemed like maybe someday in the world of the future, maybe something along those lines might be possible. We used to fantasize and joke about becoming bionic someday. We grew up thinking that bionics referred to superhuman technology and we often refer to it that way, but it's actually a cross between bio, which refers to life, and nix, which refers to electronics. It's the technology of recreating limbs or joints or other natural systems that function similarly to or sometimes better than the original. And it's here today, helping many people. And that in itself is pretty amazing. Very amazing. While science is not exactly creating superhumans, 
we are doing a lot to replace missing or damaged limbs with bionic ones. And joints. And there are so many uses for replacement parts. Things like arthritis no longer have to limit lives the way they used to. And that's a good thing because most of us don't want to slow down. Right. People are more active through life now and new joints make it possible for older adults to stay active a lot longer. And also some younger people who for one reason or another need a joint replacement. True. Until relatively recently, joint replacement surgery was expected to last around 15 to 20 years. So doctors would encourage people to wait until their 60s or 70s so they wouldn't have to do it more than once. Who knew if our bodies could handle that? And the waiting meant that the person would increasingly have more pain, discomfort, and less ability while they were waiting until they were old enough to finally get that replacement part. People of all ages needed joint replacements, but doctors often wouldn't do it. Patients were told to just live with the pain so the joints didn't wear out too soon. The idea was that if you waited until 65 or so and then had new joints for 15 to 20 years, you'd be good into your 80s which for a lot of people meant that their joints could even outlive them. Yeah. Joint replacement used to be about doing the things you needed to do. Now, younger patients want to continue running, jumping, skiing. They don't want to be limited by pain or disability. And they don't have to be anymore, which is pretty amazing. People wanting to be more active, along with joints now lasting longer than expected, along with new technology, have lowered the ages at which doctors are willing to do the procedures. Right. The popularity of more high-impact sports wears out joints like knees, hips, and shoulders faster than they used to, and people also live longer. But active adults want to continue with their active lifestyles, and new joints actually really help make that happen. The perspective of surgeons, and even generally of people, has changed to believe that active people shouldn't have to restrict their activity while they wait until they're old enough for a replacement. Right. Improvements continue all the time with the replacement parts themselves, as well as the procedures to replace them. Yes, the procedures are now as minimally invasive as possible with less complications, better pain management, more effective rehab, and faster recovery. While all of this does make the whole experience somewhat easier than it used to be, we still have to remember that our bodies can only take so much. I mean, we're human. We still are. Doctors often tell us we can be back to doing whatever we were doing and more whenever we're ready and sometimes offer some pretty quick recovery suggestions, but they can sometimes give unrealistic expectations. Yes, they can. <laughs> it's easy to get discouraged that it's been six weeks and you aren't as far along as you want to be, for example, especially because our lifestyles are so busy with children, jobs, working out and other responsibilities. You still have to take it easy and be patient with yourself and your poor body. Your body still needs time to heal. It uses a lot of energy to do that. I think about that sometimes. We can heal ourselves. I mean, we may not be bionic like the $6 million man, but it really is pretty amazing that our bodies can heal. And then especially with the help from science. True, Julie. Keeping active before surgery, even when it's hard, can help recovery somewhat. If you haven't done much physically in a while because of your pain or injury, it's kind of a catch-22 because that makes it end up taking you longer to get going again after joint replacement surgery than someone who was still able to be active. Yeah, wanting to get back to life too fast at home or at work 
that can also affect recovery, bodies do have to be nurtured back to health. You can usually safely do a lot pretty quickly. You can get back to the office on a regular basis, get back to some exercise and doing what you love in moderation. Well, that's the key, moderation. While you can be feeling pretty good just a few months after surgery, it can take really at least a year to feel fully recovered from something like a joint replacement. So basically, people just aren't accepting that we have to live with pain in older age. In fact, we're pretty clear that the goal is to live without it as much as possible, rather than just accepting that we're rocker bound. Even though I wouldn't mind sitting in a rocker. (laughs) (laughs) At least some. I don't want to have to. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we have to acknowledge the following. While white boomers are now full of new and improved body parts, minorities, and especially those with lower socioeconomic status, have more pain and less effective functioning with replacement joints. Medicare and Medicaid do pay for some joint replacements, but the criteria can be more restrictive, especially with Medicaid. Recent Medicaid expansions have led to a lot more people signing up for replacement surgeries, which shows that the need was there, but it wasn't covered adequately. It's scary to undergo any surgery, and I would say it's a rather lonely situation, even if someone is with you. They can't take it for you. You have to go it alone. It's true, and you have to feel the pain of recovery alone. It's also one of those things that reminds you that you, yes, even you, are growing older. I don't mean you, Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Most of us don't feel old on the inside. Our kids and our bodies make us feel old before our minds catch up to the golden facts. If it ever does. (laughs) We need to try to age with grace. Do what we can, but accept that some things won't be quite what they used to be as we get older. Most of us do adapt to a new level of functioning and keep pushing forward. Right. And replacement joints and parts are a last resort. There are still good reasons to hold off, at least until you've tried other remedies like anti-inflammatory drugs, corticosteroid injections, and physical therapy. But when these things don't help and you have significant pain, the surgery is a good option. After an MRI, my doctor told me that I had to have a hip replacement not long ago. I had had been in a car accident ages ago and caught up with me. I had tried everything as well as lots of strengthening and stretching, but my hip was in terrible shape. There have been lots of challenges in my recovery. I've had to work at strengthening and flexibility. I've done physical therapy, which has helped a lot with those things. But overall, I'm no longer in pain like I was, and I'm so glad I could get this miraculous new hip. It feels so amazing to me, like something like those bionic parts we watched in the movie and the TV show. And I now have a mostly titanium hip that should last for many decades ahead. That's very cool, Julie. (laughs) When I couldn't manage my ankle pain after trying all these things and more... The doctors told me so many people my age used to just sit around the house so they didn't need the surgery I was getting to actually reconfigure my feet. They discouraged me from getting it unless I was sure I couldn't just manage with a lot less mobility. They wanted to make sure I was sure. But yes, I'm in no way ready to stop walking. Also, then I got my puppy Rosie and I really need those ankles. Well, I remember when you were post one of your surgeries, you were dancing with crutches. So <laughs> you're not just going to sit around. No, <laughs> never. So, listener, 
when you're ready, if you need to, going bionic is totally worth it for more mobility and pain relief. We're both very grateful for the science and medicine that has allowed us to keep on walking. Keep on walking, people. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.